What if I told you there was a way to save time and find deals to help you save money? Well, Instacart delivers. Right now, they are offering free delivery on your first order over $35. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Follow the link in the show notes and let Instacart know the XM Podcast sent you. It really helps support our show. Welcome to the XM Podcast. Here is your host, mental health therapist, Matthew Kanabi. I am very hard on myself, dealt with severe anxiety. And it made me feel like a monster. I didn't have energy to care. There was just nothing more but to face what I had been running from. I'm already an anxiety-filled mess. It's just love. Like, it just goes back to love. Welcome back to the XM Podcast, and thank you for checking out our 73rd episode. Today, we have a wonderful conversation I believe almost all of us can relate to in many ways. Our guest is someone who has overcome a lot of adversity and has inspired many with her journey, her book, and platform which she has launched to help others. She is an author, a public speaker, that seeks to bring light to the importance of self-care, faith, and facing grief head-on. Please welcome to the program, author and founder of Self Elevate, Carolyn Drone Smith. Thanks, Matt, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So um, my journey is uh, started a few years back um, on how I got to where I'm at today of being a published author. Uh, I was asked to be at an obesity summit to speak to some ladies or whoever was um, available for conversation and talk about my journey. Um, To me, my story alone wasn't any of uh, which I thought anybody would care about because I'm thinking, okay, this is just my story. Who cares about any of my experience that I've had? So what I learned from that day is so many people had questions after that about some of the things I had shared at that obesity summit. And so I decided to continue the journey by offering um, wellness once a month. And it was geared toward women to help them voice uh, some of the things that they experienced through life. And a lot of those things kind of mirrored what I had experienced. So we were able to feed off each other and I was able to grow into the brand that is called Self Elevate, which is uh, the book is called Self Elevate, A Woman's Journey to Empowerment. And that's how I became an author. And God has given me the grace to um, like be on platforms like this, where I can just sp- spread the message even broader. Mm. I had to go through a lot of different uh, adverse experiences, a lot of trials. Uh, I've shared on the podcast many times before that it was anxiety that debilitated me in 2010 to bring me to this point that um, God started to use some of the things that I went through. Are, are you able to share a little bit of your story? Oh, sure. Yeah. And you know, I can definitely relate to anxiety. That is something as well that I've struggled with in the past uh, as a part of my journey. Um, so if really all began after my divorce uh you know as women a lot of times we carry a lot of the load uh and responsibility in our relationships and that's also at work and you know trying to care for kids and at that moment after my divorce i realized that um i had become someone i didn't recognize i had become extremely overweight i was struggling from anxiety um um, depression and um, had some challenging health issues that were definitely going to impact my life um, to the point where, I mean, it was vis- visibly uh, clear that I was struggling with something because I didn't even recognize myself at the time. Mm-hmm. 
And so from then on, once I realized that uh, something was going on that needed to be changed, I decided to start um, an exercise program to help um, ward off some of that weight that I was carrying physically. And so start feeling good about myself after, you know, losing a few pounds. But also I noticed uh, I was still self-sabotaging myself because Mm -hmm. after I would uh, have a rewarding uh, week of workout and lose some weight, I would head straight to maybe go get some donuts at Krispy Kreme that that same day of a good weight loss. Um, And so for me, the message became clear that it was more than just the physical fitness that um, I needed to address. There was also some type of uh, mental wellness balance there that had to um, be an integral part in my um, self-care journey. So from there, I had to lock in and know, okay, this is got to be physically and mentally that I have to figure out what's going on within. And so after I realized that, then I became more successful at being more consistent with my weight loss journey and felt good about myself. And, um, but, you know, I, I give the message all the time to women, people that, uh, life is not easy. So you're going to have some hiccups along the way. And which when I say the hiccups, these are like life challenges. Things are going to happen that are going to, you know, maybe throw you off of what you think you've got a clear lifestyle. Now, you know, you're taking care of yourself. You're doing this, that, or from A to point B. And you're being successful at it, but things happen along the way. And for me, after, you know, like I said, I had to divorce, got myself on track. And then um, two years down the road, I was faced with grief, dealing with grief. Um, I had uh, my sister who was um, having some health issues. I ended up moving her in with me to be her caregiver. And at the same time, my mother was um, struggling with uh, dementia. And mm-hmm. those are things that, uh, you know, you don't have any control over when it comes to someone else's health. Um, your parents get older, they'll start experiencing some health challenges. And so those are two things that I had taken on that created quite a bit of stress for me, uh, trying to go in between um, taking care of my mom and also my sister. And at uh, some point uh, within the first couple of weeks of my sister living with me, um, her health declined even more. And ultimately, she ended up passing away. Mm, And um, yeah, I appreciate that. And so the grief um, was a little different because I felt a sense of guilt because she uh, was in my care. And I just, you know, felt guilty because I thought that maybe I should have, you know, taken on the responsibility early on. But then there was comfort in knowing that she was in a safe space um, when she passed. And um, at that time, around close to that time that she was living with me, we had made a choice to, you know, put my mother in a nursing home. And um, while I was making arrangements for my sister's uh, funeral, which is something I had never taken on before, it was a lot of responsibility. She had adult children, but uh, they didn't... Um, at the time, didn't understand the responsibility that goes along with uh, preparing for someone's uh, final arrangements. So I took all that on myself. And um, it was the day of my sister's funeral um, that the word came that my mother had also passed. Um, it was communicated to me right after. I, I noticed that, mm. you know, my dad 
and my 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 brother were late getting to my sister's services at the time i didn't know what the reasoning was i just thought you know it was of course it's not the easiest thing when you're burying a loved one so um we were leaving the cemetery my um, sister's burial and my brother asked that i ride in the car with him and that's when he communicated with me that um my mother had also passed away that morning because you know she was in the nursing home so we couldn't have brought her to the services and my plan was after the services to go and sit out at the nursing home with her i don't know if she understood that my sister had passed because she was dealing with dementia Mm -hmm. um but um that type of pain was something you know i i didn't understand why i experienced that or you know who else could have possibly experienced that type of pain in one day you know and that loss and and you know those are type of things that can impact your self-care that uh, mentally especially you know you cannot get uh through something like that on your own Mm-hmm. Um, it's my faith and, and God's grace that kept me through that time. And um, I knew that I had uh, children who I needed to be there for mentally and physically. And, you know, at the time I was just so broken and hurt. I, I didn't really see myself on the other side of that pain because um, it was just it's just unbearable to have, you know, lost my sister who was living with me at the time. And, uh, you know, most funerals, you know, when they all the the cards, uh, flowers and all that. And when someone passed, it comes to the person's home where the condolences are sent. And that was my house. So I had my sisters. All that stuff was still at the house. And then I had to go right to the um, the uh, funeral home and make arrangements for my mother that very next day. And so mm-hmm. we had her services within days of my sister. We wanted to be as quick as possible. And here again, more food cards and everything to where my home really felt like a morgue, so to speak, is just so sad to come into. Uh, and, you know, self-care at that time was not important. And I was starting to eat everything that everyone brought to the house because you notice that you grieve with food and you celebrate with food. Sure. And um yeah, it was God's grace that that kept me through that time, and I um, created for myself a, a kind of a bucket list of something that I could do to keep my mind off the grief and to be present for my children who were at the time graduating. One was high school, the other one was college. Uh, just months from then, and I I just prayed to God that I would be there for them. Yeah, that, that's a lot a lot hit you at a very um critical time um carolyn talk a little bit about then what's the first step like i i i work with a lot of clients that have compound traumas and oftentimes it's the first step that is one of the most critical and most important because you can get stuck in a routine you can get stuck in an unhealthy i call it the hamster wheel of um unhealthy decisions choices behaviors um what was your first day um and first step towards your healing oh yeah that was um when i could finally um dig myself from under all that grief uh i i i just prayed to god i mean constantly to 
you know, because it was not only just um, when you experience that kind of uh, pain, it, it actually feels like your heart is hurting. I yes. mean, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it feels like someone's like standing on your chest. Mm. And um, I prayed to God that I could have some relief, some kind of way I could get some type of relief. And I had ran um, the half marathon in the past. I, you know, I was a part of my physical um, fitness um, lifestyle, but I had never ran a full marathon. And so I had put it in my mind that I was going to train myself to run a full marathon. Wow. And so in that uh, healing process, the full marathon became my focus to train for that. And that helped me in a way that I didn't think was possible because Ohio has a tremendous amount of towpaths and they're connected. And I didn't know that. And to be out in nature and to to free myself that way was a tremendous help. Mm -hmm. So it was really kind of setting the goal, uh, almost like a bu bucket list situation. But then the bucket yes. list becomes a an end kind of goal in that regards. But then there's a bunch of little goals to get you to that point. And you've talked about self-care and, and you and I had a great conversation the other day on the phone. When we talk about self-care, it looks different for everybody. Um, self-care to you, describe to, describe what that means uh, other than just the, the phrase self-care or the term. Um, what is, when you break it down, what is self-care for you? I think self-care is uh, the word self in itself. Um, <laughs> That's kind of funny, self in itself. Uh, <laughs> kind of em, em, <laughs> embodies the whole word. Um, self is to focus on oneself. And um, I think everyone sees themselves differently. Mm -hmm. I think the most important part is to see yourself mm -hmm. in your self care. Because sometimes for me, I didn't see myself for a long time because I was so busy doing so many other things. Mm -hmm. And when I saw myself, I saw that I needed to do something for myself. And so self-care is doing something for yourself that can positively impact your well-being. Yeah. That's what I see self-care as. And it could be, you know, maybe it's not always physical for a lot of people. It could be just spending some quiet time alone. Um, but I do understand what works for me is having all three, the, um, the mental, physical, and spiritual life, all three of those things have to be in sync with one another for myself and my self-care. When I think about self-care, I notice that when either one of those three things are out of sync, um, it impacts myself. And I know that I have to do something to make sure all three of those things align mm -hmm. because you can't just give energy to just one and not the others. They all have to go in sync together. And I think when people realize that self is, is all of those things that embody our one person and your well-being, um, then you're more successful in your lifestyle of self-care. That's good. I, I, I do a lot of public speaking and, um, as shared at many conferences that um when i look at uh the, the book of genesis through revelation so the beginning of the book to the end and it's a book about balance 
There's so much about what God wants and desires in our life, mind, body, and soul about balance um, that I think is is massively important. And then the other analogy I, I use with self-care, um, which I think is important, is, you know, anytime you're on an airplane and the, they talk about the the moment where nobody wants to be on a plane when it happens, when those oxygen masks come down, they always tell you, put the oxygen mask on yourself because you're no good to anybody else unless you take care of yourself. And we can use that as an analogy for self-care is, you know, I I know for myself, my wife and I have this conversation a lot. Um, I, my self-care, one of my main things is golf. I love, and I'll go play by myself and I might go play nine holes, but that two hours to four hours a week allows me to be a better dad, a better husband, because I'm taking care of myself. I know a lot of people that don't practice that self-care and you're actually not operating as a high of a level within the important circles when you're not taking care of yourself. So for me being out of the home for two hours, they're getting a better quality of me versus me just being there all the time and being burned out. Does that, does that resonate with you at all? Exactly. Exactly. And I think, um, I think I think people will really surprise themselves if they do incorporate that balance. Like you use the word balance as a perfect word to use. Um, for me, I, I surprised myself when I started um, really taking care of myself. Um, and and I know when I've had a long work day and I talk for a living, and um, I have to have a few moments to myself to kind of decompress. And yeah. it does make life easier for whoever the next conversation I'm going to have. I mean, I'm. I don't uh, have a spouse yet, but I, I mean, those things are important to me mm-hmm. to have that downtime. And that is a part of self-care to just kind of have that quiet time, um, walks in the park. Um, and like you said, golf is very mm-hmm. relaxing. Well, mm-hmm. it's a game against yourself, so it can be challenging. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> People sometimes think I'm, I'm crazy that that's my my calm space is uh, on the golf course. But yeah. well, it's it's surprising um, that you would say that. But uh, I did uh, do a little uh, going out to like the driving range, hitting some yeah. balls during my time with grief, and I, I I found it quite relaxing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, Carolyn, talk about so the the physical journey that you took. Um, I think his could be really inspiring to our listeners. Uh, what was some of that? What was your routines? What were some of the things, the journey of that you went on um, to get to the point where you could run a marathon? Like that, that's no little thing uh, by any measure. Um, what was that regiment like? What was your discipline like? What did that look like? Okay. Yeah. So um, I had uh, run the half a few times with some friends, um, but the, the full marathon, I, I knew I probably couldn't uh, run that alone without some type of special training. And so the local Y here has a marathon one-on-one uh, training that they, they offer. And I joined that group and they actually worked with you to get your miles up to that 26.2 uh, marathon. And so it was uh, committing myself to running uh, with that group three days a week. You know, you had a regimen of Mondays, I think, were heel days. And then you had like the short distance on Wednesdays and Saturday mornings were long trail runs. And mm-hmm. they expected you to do some running on your own um, in between those days. And um, what I noticed is how on my days to myself, I would just have some um, 
inspirational music in my ears, uh, maybe listening to a podcast or something like that. And it was just inspiring to know that I had uh, accomplished something like that, even just like the, the short distances I would run. And um, I would say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I am actually getting ready to run this marathon. You know, it's yeah. very, you know, it, it's a mental thing. If you lock your mind in on, on doing something like that, it has to lock in for you mentally. Any type of thing that you put on your bucket list that extends that that extends up, I would say. Uh, you have to, you know, it's with great thought. So that's when your mental wellness comes in. Sure. Because you can talk yourself out of anything. People do that all the time. For sure. <laughs> so so at what point for you did the idea that maybe I should start working and writing a book? Like, where where does that come from? Um, that's not something I think any any everybody every any day just decides to to start doing. Uh, what was that journey like? And let's talk about the book and and, and what your um uh, desire for the book to to be. Great question because the bucket list um, didn't consist of the book, mm-hmm. and so God placed that on the book on, on the bucket list, the book. Mm-hmm. And so how that came about. Um, you know, I would, you know, I think a lot of people journal, they doodle, or they have quiet time, or where they're just writing their thoughts out. And um, and before you know it, you you really have written down a lot of things that probably are, you're, you're inspiring yourself, but you don't realize that can be an inspiration to others. And I noticed that I had like some chapter formations that I would write over the years that, you know, made sense to me, but I didn't know if they would make sense to anyone else. And these are just little stories I would share about, you know, something, you know, that I had gone through at the time, you know, maybe me just expressing myself uh, about my mom's, my eyes, seeing my mom through my eyes through with her dementia. So what happened was I uh, was connected with a, a classmate of mine who uh, his fiance at the time was a, uh, a somewhat of a, a writing coach. I traveled a lot for work at the time and I, I was like, I don't have time to write a book. But God was just like nudging, nudging, nudging. You should write a book, right? You should write a book. And so when I connected with her, it was like divine intervention. And, you know, it was God was like, this is the person. Don't question anything about, you know, any fees or anything that would come along with her, you know, coaching you, helping you with the writing process. She is the person. And so when I met with her for the first time, our conversation extended like, I think, a couple of hours. And I knew right away from our conversation that I can entrust her with the story to help me birth this book. And I felt like it was a baby being born. And that is actually how she even worded it, that she was there to help me birth this baby. And she was able to help me put everything in perspective to where it made sense to the reader, not just for me. Mm-hmm. And I can express myself through these stories that I have shared, like, um, you know, maybe one on one conversations with people or even in the wellness talks that I would have uh, once a month at the coffee shops. And the book um, was birthed. And I through that process, it was just such a, a learning uh, journey for me to be able to share stories. I, I share stories about my divorce. I share stories about uh, grief. I share stories as well about my um, physical journey and anything that's related to self-care. 
and I also share stories about um, things that impacted my life after dealing with grief. And um, uh, I have a, a, a child that was um, uh, going through some life challenges, and I expressed those and, and told those stories in the book as well that could possibly help other people. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, and so the book called Self Elevate A Woman's Journey to Empowerment. And what we I realized along the way is we have the power to self-elevate. We just don't realize it. And so that word self, again, um, is just looking at ourselves and knowing that we have the power through God's grace, which is communicated in the book, that I couldn't have done any of this without God's grace. Mm. And also, I'm very transparent in the book that I had to, you know, seek help um, uh, for mental wellness and in how you you shouldn't be afraid or ashamed if you have to get additional help because God has put people in place to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, we, of course we depend on God and, um, and we can pray. And, uh, but sometimes it's like with any uh, trainer, a physical fitness trainer, you also need someone to train you as well with your mental wellness to help you process a lot of things and help you get through life a lot easier. I love that. I appreciate your transparency and, um, you know, I, I'm not quiet about the fact that it took uh, quite a bit of therapy for me to get to the point where I could be healthy enough to become a therapist, which was a strange journey in itself. But um, yeah, I think it's it's great that you're um, able to um, communicate those things because a lot of it is breaking the stigma, you know, breaking the stigma that it's okay to not be okay. I mean, I just, exactly. I literally just, uh, quoted two of the t-shirts that we use at Emerge. Uh, one says break the stigma and the other one says it's okay not to be okay. And those are, I think they're great phrases. They're they're great um, things that we be, need to be reminded of. Um, Carolyn, if, if there's a woman listening right now and she is struggling physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, um, what are some things that you would like to share to a woman in this position that's listening to this podcast just going, you know what, I am not where I want to be in life right now? Great question. Um, if I was talking to myself, I would say, uh, you're not alone. And that is something where I thought for many years that I was alone and I, I struggled alone. And there's so much support there for you. And just take the first leap of faith and have faith that God is going to help you self-elevate through whatever it is that you're going through. Um, You're in this thing, but you don't see yourself on the outside of it. But once you get on the outside, you'll be able to share your story and inspire the next person. And that's what I'm thankful that I can do now because Mm -hmm. I took the the next step of seeing myself and um, knowing that there was a support system and um, like we talked about the stigma of needing um, additional help therapy or whatever you would, whatever people want to call it. It is, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's therapy to get the help that you need, but there's just so much support out there now and you're not alone. Don't be afraid to reach out for um, help with their, your physical well-being, your mental well-being and your spiritual well-being um, and create a balanced life and a lifestyle for yourself. Now, this journey is not going to be perfect by any means, but know that if you just start, even if you have to put it on pause, don't stop. 
continue mm. to go. It's just like when I trained for the marathon. Of course, there was a couple of times I had to stop along the way, but I refused to not get to that finish line yeah. during the marathon. And life itself is like a marathon. It's not a sprint at, by any means. And life is not going to be perfect. Things are going to happen along the way. And it's, it's important for you to get back up, see yourself, self-elevate with God's help to your journey to empowerment. That's so good. I, I think a lot of people think that it shows a sign of weakness when you don't have everything figured out. I think it shows a sign of strength. It shows a sign of strength for someone to go, you know what? I don't have everything figured out, so I can lean into some of these things Um because that takes courage. It takes a deep, deep rooted courage that um, every one of my clients, when they come in my office, I just want to praise them because I know how hard it was to get up that day, to get into their car, to get to our parking lot, to walk into our building, to check in, to get to my office. That takes a lot of strength and courage. And it just, it, it, oh, yes. it inspires me. Yeah. Yeah. And then that story, I'm glad you shared that because I was one of those people that were probably in the car and couldn't get out of the car to get to the therapist to say, wait a minute, now how am I going to get from my car to this door? And to, that's right. I mean, it took all I could to just get in my car, to stay yeah. to, you know, and, but to physically get there. And then once you're um, in your first appointment with your therapist and just let it all out and you're like, oh my goodness, that's I cannot freedom. believe. Yeah. It was very freeing. And then, you know, <laughs> Uh, and and it's like one of the best decisions I made. That's good. So, um, Carolyn, what is life like for you now? What what does it look like? What are some of the things you're doing with selfelevate.net, which is a, a where our listeners can go to check out more stuff that's going on with you? But what is life like today? Uh, what are some some of the things that you're doing? That's great that you would ask. So thank you so much for this opportunity, because um, recently I did have another challenging um, thing happen in life. I recently lost my dad. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was another, you know, a moment of grief, of course, that you're going to deal with when you talk about life is not perfect. And sure. so, um, yeah, so I've uh, definitely been in grief recovery for that. Mm -hmm. And I've also been, you know, um, contemplating another book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to share some stories as uh, as a caregiver, eyes of a, through the eyes of a caregiver, like the, the daughter of a, uh, a father and our relationship and the time that he was under my care. He lived with me for four years. And um, it's just amazing to when you see your parents as uh, as their caregiver, how the roles have changed. Yeah. And um, yeah, and it's, it's just so, you know, many things and emotions that you deal with and um and when they have their final days of life and, you know, the emotions that also that you deal with during that time and how important, you know, God's grace is and your faith is to have um, knowing that, you know, um, you've done all you can and and God bless him. He lived to be 94 years old. Mm, and so, I'm, um, yeah, so I'm thankful to have have had him in my life and to have been his caregiver. And I'm now um, relaunching the brand, Self Elevate, A Woman's Journey to Empowerment, going to start our wellness talks back up. And so I'll keep all um, everyone abreast on my um, social media platforms. You can um, follow uh, me at Self Elevate on Facebook and on Instagram at um, Self underscore Elevate um, on um, Instagram. 
And those are the two platforms and www.selfelevate.net. If you want to order the book, you can order the book there. And I'll also keep you abreast of anything that's happening on my schedule as well. I'll be have posting conversations and coffee and conversations is my next um, thing I'm looking forward to doing where I'll have um, fellow authors on or anyone in the community that's also experienced some of um, life challenges or things that I feel like be impactful to share and motivate other women. Mm -hmm. Well said, Carolyn, thank you so much for your time and being on here. And um, really, I'm just so encouraged by you and and how through a lot of adversity, um, you have been able to just keep moving forward, keep fighting. And in that, I think it's just amazing because it's inspiring. And I appreciate you. Yeah, it's it's stories like yours that I, I just... I see that and, and it reminds me that, you know, God's ability to overcome anything that we experience. I mean, anything. no, nobody suffered more than Jesus. And so he exactly. knows the pain that we're experiencing and he, and he's there with us. He's in the pain with us. And, uh, it's just another reminder of that. Um, you know, uh, he has created us, even though we go through loss, we go through grief. Um, that he is, uh, his intent is to restore and reclaim all. Restore and reclaim. I love that. So, uh, the book is called Self Elevate A Woman's Journey to Empowerment. You can get that at www.selfelevate.net. And, um, Carolyn, thanks so much for your time. God bless you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And thanks for being on the XM program. I, I appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Well, thank you, Carolyn, for being our guest and sharing your life story. I believe everyone's story has a purpose, value, and may inspire others to push to overcome the trials in our lives. Let's support her by checking out her book, Self Elevate, listed in the show notes, and follow her on all the social media platforms. We do appreciate all of our listeners and cannot say thank you enough for listening to what we put out in every episode. Check out emerge.org for more about who we are as a counseling ministry. Give us a like or a comment. It helps us continue to reach new listeners as we put out new podcasts. Well, until next time, or when our Savior comes, God bless.